The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble! It's Wednesday. You know what that means. That means that we're here to talk to you about comic books. This week is Fandom, DC's Fandom virtual Comic Con panel thing event <laughs> that they do. Now, like four times a year, I feel like we just had one and then we have this one, but it could be just time moving fast. Uh, we also got a review of Chucky episode one, Sci Fi's Chucky, the series, not the movies where he kills a guy with a yardstick. Um, but yeah, we got that for you, and we have a review of. Batman The Long Halloween, and that's an animated movie, and we're doing both parts because that shit's been out for a while, so you should have seen it already, and it'll be spoilers. I'm letting you know. Larry's not here to <laughs> protect you from Joe and Mo spoiling shit. Uh, the man I was talking about, Joe, is here with me. We're holding down the fort together today. So Oz should be on his way. In the meantime, I, you know, you should know you can always call in. You can always hit us in the in the comment section. You can um, leave voicemails too if you call Skype on Fantastic Forum. Nobody's gonna pick up, but you can leave a voicemail. We'll get to it next week, maybe. And then, uh, but all that information will be right here when the lady tells it to you in just two seconds. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at Fantastic Forum. Live. Join the party. You know you want to. And yeah, as always, you can hit us up on Twitch uh, chat, YouTube chat, I think Facebook chat. We're, we're going to get all of it and uh, we'll relay it back to the other listeners. Um, actually, not seeing us on Facebook. Okay, that's good. I don't want those toxic people watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is bad. <laughs> um, uh, Tiger, go ahead. Tiger Con chat says, "What's up, Fantastic Forum? Lots of good stuff came out of that DC fandom." Yeah. I would agree with you. A lot of good stuff came out, but a lot of bad stuff also came out. Um, this year's fandom was a mixed bag of the good, the bad, and the why. <laughs> like, so I know one of the things that came out of Fandom was they're doing a, and I kind of wish Larry was here for this, but uh, he mentioned last week or the week before he mentioned the show Superhero Girls, and they're doing a crossover movie with uh, Teen Titans Go. So that is like, double the excitement for Lawrence. Like, he loves both of those things. <laughs> yeah. He, he, you know, I hung out with him this morning for, for like an hour. He didn't bring that up once. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, speaking, yeah, fandom is definitely one of the topics we're going to get to, and it's going to be part of the, I guess, news, because there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, so I'm just going to play this news music real quick to signify that we're switching into segments. 
we should have a like uh like her no- <laughs> well not not like that but like but yeah dc fandom um a lot of stuff came out a lot of why stuff like you said joe and uh one of the why ones for me was this panel that i saw with the dude that played lex luther and the dude that played um superman on smallville they did a smallville oh panel. michael rosenbaum yeah i think that's his name yeah. yeah oh he's awesome he was the flash yeah yeah and uh he's been in a bunch of movies too and he's always good but uh it's just why like it, it why do a Smallville panel? <laughs> like we have all these, <laughs> you know, cool <laughs> DC shows. It turns out, I guess, it's for the first time ever, it's coming out on Blu-ray. So um, they're pimping that out, and it's it. it There's a why right there, like, right? Who but, wants Smallville on Blu-ray? <laughs> the thing, the th- <laughs> yeah, really, <laughs> and you know Oz isn't here to defend it, but I don't even think he watched that panel. But I actually did watch it because it's something I particularly don't like. But it's it's you know I figured you know they're putting on a produced panel uh, live stream thing, and and I'm gonna check it out. And uh, they had stories of behind the scenes stuff, and and I was thinking, why would they do this? Like I can I can see having maybe a reunion, but you know they didn't show any of the Nexium footage with the chick from that Nexium cult. <laughs> the sex cult, they act like she didn't exist. Um, Wait, one of them was in a sex cult? Yeah, the chick that played Clark's friend was re- recruiter for like a sex cult. Really? I had, I missed that story. Really? I asked Oz if he still beats off to her after that happened in the news. And he said no, but you know it's yes. Like, that's why he's <laughs> late. He's beating off to her right now. But yeah, she was a. You got the tattoo, the Nexium. HBO Max has a uh, a documentary about it. And this is guy. It's a multi level marketing thing that where they teach you how to be your best self and be a good salesman and shit like that. And then mm-hmm. eventually, it's all women and the main dude, and he's just fucking all of them. And uh, the dude looks like a ratty looking dude. Like he looks like he'd be at a Smallville panel that you wouldn't think like. Why is there a Smallville panel? Like he'd be the dude there. <laughs> That's what he looks like. But um, but yeah. And then so she she was in it, and she got like, I mean, she's in jail now. I think she they they just put her in jail last year. Um, but yeah, they they didn't bring her up at all. <laughs> it was a shame. <laughs> and then uh, and I'm asking myself why why why? And then there's like Michael Rosenbaum did a better job of doing the moderating because he's like. Well, back to why we're here, the pan, the DVD release, you know, like the, the chick that was moderating forgot all about, she was just gushing over these two dudes um, as a fan of Smallville, I assume, not because they're mm-hmm. hot, but yeah, so she was having a good time talking mm-hmm. to them and, and it seemed pretty natural and, and, and free flowing, but it's like, she forgot to mention the, the Blu-ray. So Michael Rosenbaum had something to do it. So I thought that was funny, but um. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a it was a weird, it's twenty minutes, so it's not like too long, <laughs> and they give you some stories. They give a, a Zoom shoutouts from everybody that was in it. That you oh, know, nice, you know. Um, I think the dude that played Brainiac was like, and I'm like, why, why is he like? Oh, I'm proud to be part of this. <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess. 
yeah. Uh, it, you know, Smallville has its faults, but they claim they are, according to the panel, they claim that they are the progenitor of this wave of DC shows that are so good. Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, we know they're hit or miss. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, you know, speaking of ancient history, <laughs> um, Elizabeth Olsen got in trouble. Oh, yeah? Uh, quite recently. Because of a tweet she made 10 years ago. When she was like 12? Like, it, it's ridiculous. Like, someone drug up uh, like drug up these old tweets of her saying uh, how Michelle Pfeiffer is the best Catwoman uh -huh. and people are all pissed off at her because everyone is looking forward to Zoe Kravitz's take on the character and people are like why is the Marvel girl talking about DC anyway and it's like dude it was 10 years ago like what what the fuck are y'all even getting upset like what the fuck are y'all even talking about really yeah like a 10 year old tweet someone went out of their way to dig this up and bring it back i think Zoe to... was 12. <laughs> she, wasn't, she wasn't cast as catwoman back then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right it, it's That's so weird man, it's like like they say the internet is forever but for real like it they don't even that. think like, well, maybe she changed her mind in ten years, like <laughs> maybe fucking ten years, like maybe we should try and find a, a quote from like the past year. Yeah, at least for something like stupid like that. Now the timeline kind of fits where she might have not liked the chick from uh from the third Nolan Batman. Well, I think she was. I feel like, and don't, I might be miscounting. Hey, it's the internet. Who cares? But <laughs> I believe this was around when Catwoman came out. Oh, okay. So I think she might have been implying that Halle Berry did a subpar job at Catwoman, which. That's a safe You know, as <laughs> much as I love the movie, like, I, I love that Catwoman movie. It is not a good movie. It is a very, very bad movie. Um, <laughs> it's fun, though, and I like the villain, but it, it's not good. And Halle Berry, it's weird. She, she is not a good... How do I say this? She is not a good character actress. Okay. Like, she can't do characters. She can do herself. Like, she could do, like, regular people. Like, in Swordfish, she's great. Monsters Ball, she's great. Um, in X-Men, she sucks, like, hard. Yeah. Uh, Catwoman sucks hard. Like, I think when when there comes, like, when it's something that requires extra, right. like, being more than just a person, she does not do good at it. Like, she's good at playing regular people. She's not good at doing character people. She was good in... Uh... In uh, Flintstones, I missed her in that. Um, Tag Lot said, uh, Tag back. I, I didn't know Mary Young was into to, uh, superhero girls. He also says, this, If Allison Mack was that swallow panel and then throws a big ass link, 
But wow, okay, that's what would happen if she was on. <laughs> they'd be fucking having sex, cult sex on the keyboard. <laughs> um, <laughs> Big Man Twenty Four Seven says she needs good direction. Talking about uh, Halle Berry, and yeah, that might be it. I mean, you know, I mean, I think that's part of it, but. I also feel that she's just, yeah, just not really, like, if you look at her movies where she's playing regular people, even then, like, okay, so Gothica, Mm -hmm. not great. Uh, Not a great performance out of her, but uh, you look at that one movie where she's the 911 operator, and, like, that's a really good performance, uh-huh. So it's like, it's kind of the director, but she definitely can't do characters. Like, I guess the the way I would put it would be, you know, the movies where she's really good, they're actually good movies, <laughs> you know, and the ones where she's not good, they're, so, so that comes from either the writing side and directing side, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you look at Monster's Ball, and it's like, if she's not in that, I don't think the movie is any less good, you know? Or uh, Swordfish, you know? Yeah, that one, you could definitely take her out of it. Right. And um, But she's got nice breasts. Yeah, that's the only thing you'd miss. Right. But yeah, enough about so, it. Right. What else was that fandom? Well, um, I was gonna say, speaking of bad actresses and stuff, and needing direction, I was gonna say that you you saw um, some of the, they had premieres in conjunction with the event, and you got to watch some of those. And you talking about Batwoman? Oh uh, yes, Batwoman. The season three premiere uh, just came <laughs> out, and. Okay, it was a little rocky, um, <laughs> a little rocky, but the direction they're going with the season looks really good. So basically, in the last season, a bunch of Batman's uh, trophies were stolen. And okay. so uh, this season, uh, they're going after the trophies, and Renee Montoya is making Batwoman work with Alice in order to uh, retrieve them. And so it's like, you know, they hate each other, but they've got to work together. Uh, Alice is helping so that she could get out of uh, get out of Arkham, and no. Batwoman is helping because if she doesn't, Renee Montoya could just shut her down. Now I know who Alice is because I'm a part of the nerd hierarchy. But for the audience, who is Alice? Uh, Alice is the main antagonist of the series for season, I believe season one, but definitely season two. I came into season two. She's the main antagonist. She is the stepsister of one of Batwoman's crew, the doctor. Um, And she is the daughter of... Uh, the guy who was the chief uh, security uh, security officer in Gotham. So, uh, yeah, she was basically, she was crazy. 
um, a murderer. She came from an island full of this magical plant that can heal all heal all illnesses. And you know they came into class because you know she hates Batwoman. Uh, she hates the original Batwoman because it's her sister, and she felt like she got all the attention and she didn't. And uh, she hates Batwoman. Well, the current one, she doesn't hate as much, but at the same time, she's like filling in the shoes of someone she hates. So they've got a lot of conflict there. Um, and now, yeah, like season is it the Black Batwoman or the regular one? It's the black right, one. one. It's the black white. It's the black bat woman. Uh, the right, the wh- white one is. She is off looking for Bruce. Right, <laughs> right, not the right one. The white one. Joey <laughs> Yeah. Like, she's off looking for Bruce in case he's can be saved. Um, because uh, what happened with Alice was she was kidnapped. <laughs> And no one looked for her, and that was part of why she was so pissed off. And so, uh, Batwoman, the other one, is like, "Well, if Bruce is out there, she doesn't want him to be in a similar situation. So she's off looking for Bruce if he can be found." Okay. And yeah, this first episode was a little rocky, but I like the premise and the direction they're going. Oh my god. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Oz. <laughs> Rebuttal? This was the dumbest piece of garbage. <laughs> of, of all the pieces of garbage that, that they put out. Like, did you talk about the uh, the girl that's graduating med school, valedictorian? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't get into the details. I mainly just talked about uh, the fact that Alice and Batwoman have to team up to go find all the trophies that went missing. Yeah, Alice doesn't really hate Batwoman. Batwoman hates Alice because Alice's gang is who killed her stepmom or adopted mother or whatever. Right. Um, Yeah, no, this show is garbage. It's, oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> you don't know where to start. Well, like I said, they, there's a there's a character who we knew uh, since season one was a, was a med student, uh, but since then, like she doesn't you don't hear anything about her her schooling. You know, she's she's running a back alley abortion clinic, basically running a bar at at the same time. And so it takes help, place in Texas, and helping the uh, the uh, Bat family, like, is she still valedictorian? Really? Like, she's got that kind of. T- I've never once heard her say, "Oh, I got to study." Like, That's and, the high IQ. And she's a socialite, so she's out there clubbing. Like when they needed somebody to get them into an exclusive club, she put on a dress, and that's that's who's good to get them in. <laughs> valedictorian. <laughs> okay, set that aside. The stupidest thing is, well, first of all, where do you start with the stupidest? Like, as soon as I'm about to tell you something really stupid, I think of wait, well, up to that was kind of stupid too. 
they, these kids find the Mad Hatter's hat, which, um, the, uh, the which they explain that, hey, I thought Bruce Wayne deactivated it. Uh, apparently, if you just put it on, it reactivates itself. Like that's how technology works. <laughs> you, you can take it apart, and when somebody puts it on, it just activates itself. Uh, the, and the guy that gets it is like an Alice fanboy. Yeah, I get it, Alice, and so he wants to be like a Mad Hatter type. And yeah, it, it, it's dumb because he's he's like blogging or vlogging in the sewers, which was her hideout. Like just you know talking about how oh she's misunderstood and blah blah in the sewers, and you know that this is how dumb the writers are because they told the writers okay we need to show him figuring out how to use the, the power of the hat okay so he's in the sewers he's vlogging he's gonna run into somebody and have to use it against them so they don't they don't uh, beat him up so instead of having like some homeless person or something it's like two like well-dressed preppy randomly for no reason like oh they're part of the rowing team look at this nerd in in the sewer (laughs) yeah he's right they they are very preppy dudes that have no business being in the sewer (laughs) like you could easily made it like a homeless dude or or a thug or like something like there's plenty of reasons why some bad person would be in the sewer but no these writers had to make a, a point about jocks and nerds I guess. <laughs> then, uh, oh my God. So his plan is during the valedictorian speech, he's going to take this, this uh, chick who's actually uh, Kay Kane's um, sis- stepsister. Uh, so he blames her, her, her for something her parents did, some, something in the medical field, blah, 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 woke speech. And his plan is he, he goes he goes to this graduation with all these new doctors, essentially. Not essentially, I mean that's what it is. The graduation, so they're all doctors now. And he, he mind controls all of them. Which by the way, the the Batwing, Batwoman, and whatever her face is, former agent, whatever, like all already have their, their ear things on. So they they can't be affected by the mind control. So and just well, they they put them on when they realized that the stepsister wasn't giving the right speech. Okay, but at that point, the entire audience was already like in the in whatever. Okay, let, I'll let that one go. So he mind controls the entire audience to stay there, and then he tells he tells this girl, like he wheels out a, a old dude in a chair. And tells her, okay, you're going to operate on this dude and, and remove his organs one by one until he's dead. So at this point, you look at the skinny Jervis Tech wannabe and you think <laughs> you got two superheroes and, a, and an agent. Like, he's just like, immune to his, to his whatever power. Like, they could just rush him, right? No, no, no. The plan is they're going to sneak out. First of all, they have to sneak out. In full view of, of this guy, okay, they're gonna sneak out, go back to the back cave, put on their costumes, and then go to Arkham Asylum, break out Alice because apparently she's the only one that can stop this guy, bring her to him in hopes that she can talk this guy down before this girl cuts an old man open and, and, and takes out his organs and kills him. Like, that's the plan. 
I I will admit I did not understand why they did that. Like <laughs> as soon as they say the plan to like the plan, I was like, why? Like like it really didn't make any sense. And at first I was thinking, well, they can't just rush him because they'll know, like they'll figure out like that they're uh, who they are. But then she just comes back in costume anyway. And it's like, yeah, like that part was really dumb. And the only reason that exists is to set up another uh, betrayal between Batwoman and Alice because she breaks her out of Arkham telling her like, you know, you help us with this and I'll, I'll let you go. And then she betrays her. By the after. Way, after they break out Alice and now they're driving back to save this old man who's being cut open. <laughs> Alice says, by the way, we need to make a stop because I can't see him dressed like this. So they make another stop for her to put on her full Alice outfit with her little gloves and everything. So I, I, I do like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go at, ahead. Some, at some point while all this is happening, Batwing makes it back and goes to the uh, massive radio antenna on top of a, of an auditorium for a med school. That's for some reason and puts a, a bat device on it and that blocks the, the signals. So now, now they say that he blocking blocking the hat makes it so that he can't give new commands, but the old command, like the last command, is still there, still has to be obeyed. Okay, uh, I'll go with that. But now, Jer- I keep calling him Jervis Tech. Yeah, uh, he's not Jervis Tech. Tech. He's not supposed to be Jervis Tech. He's supposed to be uh, a wannabe. So wannabe Mad Hatter is freaking out, like he doesn't know what happened. He so he leaves. And he realizes that that his commands are being blocked. So that's when agent lady rushes the stage and is right in front of uh, the graduating girl. Now, at this point, she says, even though she stops, by the way, she stops for like five minutes to have a conversation talking about how she can't stop herself. (laughs) And, and, And so instead of, you know, like restraining her, knocking her out, so some way to just stop this girl from cutting on this old dude. The agent comes up with the idea, well, if you're supposed to remove his organs till he dies, we can shock him with these paddles, which were conveniently placed here, even though the point was for this guy to die. But here's some paddles. We're going to shock him. <laughs> He's going to flatline. And we're going to shock him again and bring him back to life. Like Her plan is to just kill the dude and hope that they can bring him back. <laughs> And it works. <laughs> like that's not how paddles work. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. Pa- speaking of paddles work, like we didn't get to talk about this in uh, the last creep show review, but they use paddles wrong <laughs> in that one too. The one dude was choking the girl, and then they used the paddles on the guy's head. It's like, oh it's right. But yeah, I forgot to mention that last week. <laughs> But yeah, no, paddles being wrong, I think, is one of those easy things that they can just use for story convenience, you know? Yeah, but yeah, we're going to kill this dude and then maybe bring him back. Like, that's that's the I I can't just restrain you, 100 pound, tiny Asian woman. (laughs) We're going to have to kill this dude. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like I said, the first episode was a little rough, but I do like the direction they're heading and the, the plot they've set up. I, I love how um, Joe like loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Alfonso in chat says, damn, how many people are related or connected to someone important in the show? Uh, every single named character <laughs> um, is related to someone else. Um, it's it's terrible, but that's a Berlanti. It's Berlanti, yeah. That's Berlanti. Nothing we can do about that. Yeah, and apparently it's like a huge like asshole. If you're to believe <laughs> Ruby Rose, oh yeah, I believe yeah. it. I mean, I don't. I just think he's a. What's the right word? I was gonna say slave driver, but he's not. He's paying these people, so. But he. He's spinning a lot of plates, and he needs them to go a certain way, and that's part of why everything has the formula, the Berlanti formula, because it's just easier. It's efficient. Yeah, to do everything that way, you know? So you see the ones that have the least influence of his have some of his elements, but they're better shows, and and the better they are, the less <laughs> the less elements of Berlanti stuff they have. But they still have that. that it's like, oh, Titans? Yeah, Robin has to have an office setting, you know? It needs to be in an office, you know? So then they create the tower, and it's like the tower is just like the office. You know, and then um, in the Flash, it's like, oh, oh, he has to work in the office as the forensics guy, and then he turns Star Labs into an office, too. <laughs> you know, so it, it's just, that's just how he does it. Um, I'm surprised he gave Supergirl an office, and I don't just mean her like, job as a reporter. Like, like they have Brainiac Five is right, basically right. the computer person now. Right. Yeah, the guy in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like technically Brainiac can't be the guy in the chair. He just doesn't have to be in the chair. <laughs> like he could just be floating in the room doing everything and you just see him floating. You know? But uh, I, I'm done with Berlanti shit. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, we talked about Dead Boy Detectives last week and it's like I can already see they're gonna have Dead Boy Detective Agency and it's gonna <laughs> have a secretary and a janitor and they're not gonna be dead. And they're not gonna know the boys are dead, and that's gonna be like part of the the cheeky humor, you know. But well, yeah, they did have an assistant, a live girl assistant in the <laughs> in the show. Man, like I forgot what her name was, but she was hanging out with Dallas while the dead boy detectives went and tried to get everyone's souls back. Yeah, I gotta watch that. I gotta watch that again. Like I. I'm still like halfway through season two of Doom Patrol, and uh, it's it's good. I'm not. I just you know gotta find the time to do all that. Season but, two, um, two. Like <laughs> I'm not on three yet. Okay. But um, as far as fandom goes, Oz, did you see? Did you see the Smallville panel? No, I mostly just saw the trailers afterwards. Yeah, that that's pretty much what I did. But I did try to watch a panel and uh we talked about it earlier i was hoping you watched it but there i guess it's coming on blu-ray are you gonna be uh, getting it on blu-ray no 
if if I get anything Smallville, I'll get the uh, final season comic. Oh, okay. The, the, the year after, when he's actually Superman. Yeah, because I I've got I've looked through a few of those, and at some point he he's a Green Lantern too. So. Uh, <laughs> that's not even a joke. No, seriously. No, <laughs> I know. I believe it, but. I thought he'd be a blue lantern, but that's you know that's the interesting thing about like these after season comic series, like they're kind of free to just go like in any direction. Yeah. So like Superman Green Lantern can happen. Yeah, and it's not look it's not entirely like ridiculous, <laughs> you know. There's a Elseworlds where he gets the lantern ring before Krypton explodes. He ends yeah. up saving Krypton with it. Yeah. But, you know. Um, let's talk about the trailers. I, I watched... Did anybody see the Batman trailer? <laughs> That's the big one. Um, I don't think anybody knew I that. I saw it. Yeah, but... Right? Say again? Did anybody even know it was going to be a fandom? Like... No, they didn't announce anything they were doing. It just people were tweeting about it in the moment and sharing everything and but that's where they released everything. Okay. But yeah, I saw it. How about you, Jay? You saw it? Yeah. Like I didn't watch it closely, but I did look at it. Um I, I like I saw a lot of commentary online of wow. Let me just be the one to say it right now. This is going to be amazing. This like, if y'all had doubts about Edward, let me tell you right now that he's going to do a good job. You know, like all of a sudden everybody's on Team Edward. You know what I mean? Uh, referring to the dude playing Batman being in Twilight. But I remember I was the original Team Edward. Because these dudes, I would come and get cut their hair. It's like, oh, he's gonna play, he's gonna play Batman. Ah, oh, he's such a pussy. And it's like, why? Why is he such a pussy? Because he was in Twilight. Like that was literally the the fucking the criterion for why they called him a pussy. And it's like he's an actor, and that he's a good like, one. That sounds a lot like the conversation we had on the show between you and Lawrence. Because right. he's a, a doubter, right? I, yeah, he was, and I, you know, honestly, for a Bruce Wayne, I don't think, I, I don't think he he he's a good Bruce Wayne because he's, he's kind of ugly, you know. Um, but that as Batman, he does a good job. Like they like even when I saw the trailer, just the scene where they're going after Riddler, it's just a well lit noir modern war movie it looks like uh like eastern promises or history of violence like a well done fucking gritty movie just from the lighting i'm like just i, I told emily I'm like, just from the cinematography alone this is gonna be good like it's just gonna be technically good um and the riddler like i don't like the design choice but it is what it is uh penguin comes out in it he looks cool but it, you know he just he just looks like, you know, we're gonna talk about a long Halloween. He just looks like he would be a Falcone guy, <laughs> you know, uh, he's just like a mobster. Um, but yeah, this dude, uh, I forget his name. 
But the Edward guy as as Robert Bruce Wayne, is not, I don't think that's going to be. I don't think they're going to have many scenes with him as Bruce Wayne, like being the billionaire playboy type. Yeah, but that's okay. I, I'm a, I'm good with a Batman movie where he's never Bruce Wayne at all. I just I'm surprised he looks good in the costume. Yeah, no, he looks good in the costume. Like there was a scene where, and this is part of him being an actor, where he just cries like a tear comes out during while he's in the suit and it's like they shot it well where you could see the contrast of the the eyeliner or, or the the war paint uh <laughs> under the mask and the tear like the contrast it, it just works and but his eyes are so expressive because <laughs> uh, him as an actor just did it well and uh, i'm like Dude. so it's like i was the first to say it i i just like that he's he's like one of the first persons in people in the suit that i've seen whose chin is generic enough that he could actually pull it off <laughs> yeah like bail like he's got like the giant pimple and yeah you know um even uh uh what, what's his face batman v superman affleck yeah affleck which i kind of like like i like his voice changer and all that like he's got a pretty like you you know that chin affleck's batman looks great it's just a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Jay, man, so I know you're a Riddler fan, man, but what do you think about this Riddler direction in this new Batman movie? Um, I'm not sure. Like, I need to watch the trailer again. Like, I, I did watch it. Yeah. But it, nothing, like, really stuck out to me. And... Uh, it's definitely something I need to see again. Okay. Well, his so, you've seen what his costume looks like, right? Full Riddler costume, where it, instead of a mask, he's wearing like a like a gimp suit head with the glasses over it. Oh, I think I've seen that. It yeah. was it was it's more prominent good. in the first trailer, where he's taking yeah. up the dude's face. Oh, um, yeah, that. That looks ugly, <laughs> and and yeah, I don't, I honestly don't like that at all. It's it's disconcerting. Yeah, that that weird look for Riddler, I'm not a fan of. But I am, I the dude playing him, I think is a really good actor. I think he, like, if they put, they could put him in a classic, like, you know. Batman 66 type Riddler costume and he would he would kill the hell out of that role still like you wouldn't you would find it menacing you know and I think it's a missed opportunity to like just experiment with that guy's acting talent and being able to do something a little more comic accurate look wise you know right my hope is that you get that uh that weird yeah, that weird costume very briefly, and then he gets caught early on, but he set things in motion so that he's actually having conversations with Batman in prison while stuff is happening. So Batman's trying to figure like trying to stop whatever Riddler set in motion. Cause then yeah. you can have the actor in prison without that mask and he can like feel free to just yeah. go all out. I don't even yeah. see a question mark. <laughs> The question mark is like, what the fuck is he wearing? <laughs> like, I, 
I don't. I don't like why is why are the glasses over the mask? So you can see. Like at that point, you should probably get contacts. That's what Jim Carrey did. But you know, uh, I don't. Everybody hates fucking Schumacher. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like this costume. It's. It's not Riddler. Yeah. Like Riddler. He's. You know, the, this reminds me of the collector. Yeah. Like, I don't. Have you seen the collector? It's the guy who wears like a potato sack over his head. Right. Like, this one is just a green potato sack. Yeah. It's. If it looks like he just cut off a piece of his jacket and put it on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is a bad. Yeah. I I don't like this. I hope I definitely hope this isn't for like the entire movie. Yeah, see I like that's what I'm saying. I hope this is just brief until they catch him. And then once his identity is out there, he doesn't have to wear all that crap and he can just go with like the the hat and green glasses or something, you know. Cuz everybody knows his but, identity. Right? Like why is he hiding it at that point? It's like the suit one, the suit is iconic, but it's iconic because, like, he's an intellectual. He he's not a thug. Um, I mean, he's strong. He can like he can fight, but yeah. mostly he's an intellectual. He's about being smarter than Batman. Like, he wants to be the smartest person in the room, and this guy doesn't look like the smartest person in the room. And it's funny because the actor they chose to play him, Paul Dono, like he could play that guy easily. Like I, I don't know him personally, but I think in real life, like he's that guy. <laughs> you know, everything I've seen him in, like he has that that air of intelligent arrogance, and not in a not in a um, narcissistic way either. It's just like natural, <laughs> yeah. And it's just something that really like comes off whether he's playing like an angry teen or a priest fighting for oil, you know, or the, for the Riddler, I thought he'd be perfect except for that fucking look. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joe, you wanted, uh, you showed us some trailers for stuff, animated stuff and game stuff, man. Why don't you run those down real quick? Give us your impressions of each of them. Okay. Well, first off, because Tiger Cog actually makes a good segue. Uh, he says, the scenes they show Batman fighting kind of reminds me of when Batman fights in the Arkham games. So, speaking of the Arkham games, uh, I did check out the trailer for... Uh, the story trailer for Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League came out. And that takes place in the same universe as the Arkham games. Okay. Uh, so they show the direction of the story where basically the it looks like the Justice League become under mind control and the Suicide Squad has to like stop them. Um, they show a little bit of the Flash and uh, of mind controlled Superman. And it actually looks pretty good. Like uh, the chemistry between the characters is like really good and it's an interesting story and supposedly it's gonna play very similar to the arkham games so that 
honestly looks like it's going to be really cool. Um, they also did a story trailer for the Arkham Knights uh, game, which does not take place in the same universe. It's its own thing. Uh, that's the one with Bad Girl, Robin, Nightwing, and Red Hood. Uh, they talk about their play styles a little bit, like everyone is going to feel different. And the story is that Batman is dead. He's left them, though, a base. And in the course of them taking out uh, Gotham's criminals, the Court of Isles, Court of Owls strikes. And so the overarching thing is going to be them versus the Court of Owls. Oh, why am I having trouble with that word? <laughs> so... Too many yeah. vowels. <laughs> I'm sorry, too many vials. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that uh that looks really good. Um I know we I said that from the start. I think I was, was liking the look of it too. But now that we've got a little more look at the story, like yeah, it looks like it's gonna be like a really good, interesting game. Um they did say like it's kind of a thing where like you do your fighting at night, and then during the day, it's like, uh, um, it's like, yeah, like the over the hub, the world hub is during the day, and then the action is at night. Um, it's gonna have drop in, drop out, co op, and uh, level scaling. So if your friend's a higher level, uh, you can still join them and play and. Have fun. Nice. I believe that was in the presentation. Um, there's also uh, the Peacemaker trailer came out. Um, John Cena reprising his role from the Suicide Squad. And it looks good. Like, it kind of just looks like Peacemaker, but his own team this time. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, if you if you enjoyed, it looks like the kind of thing where if you enjoyed him in the Suicide Squad, you should enjoy him in this. Like he's bringing the same energy, a different crew. A vigilante is there <laughs> uh, for he some reason. The, he was in the, in the <laughs> right. So yeah, it, it looks interesting. Vigilante is the dude that they just find the costume and become him, right? Uh, one of them, yeah. Yeah, um, and he finds the second it in the dumpster one. too, right? Yeah, the second yeah. one finds the costume in the dumpster. I believe that was the second one. Uh, and yeah, he just becomes Vigilante. <laughs> um, real quick in chat, uh, Sir John... So, Sub-Fantastic, are you looking good? Injustice was really good up to the end when it got really boring. Um, The game or the animated? The uh, animated. It's out? Yeah, it just came out yesterday. Okay. And I, I would respectfully disagree. Um, I actually kind of like the ending. Um... Like, there are a lot of things I didn't like about it, like the action and 
the art and the voice acting. Uh, but as far as like the story beats, I kind of enjoyed it, like start to finish. Um, Sir John also says, if you enjoy Peacemaker, I didn't and will not. Uh, we'll be skipping it, sure. How about a Huntress series? Dude, I'm always down for Huntress. Yeah. He bring well, he, he probably means Birds of Prey Huntress. Um, look, that was the no, best I, part of that movie, even if they uh, go with that. No, I, I, I would prefer real Huntress, please. <laughs> it, it, to, to be fair, when they do go over her backstory, I'm like, I was sitting there going, I want to see that movie. Yeah, like it was a, a little like I tell people just edit that part out and watch that and get your own little like Huntress fan film. Like that's be- that segment is better than that whole movie put together with that scene in it, <laughs> you know. So yeah, no, I definitely like. Yeah, I don't I, it, Huntress a series, even if it's that one, I, I'd take not over mm-hmm. Peacemaker. I, let's have them both. I really enjoyed the Peacemaker in the Suicide Squad, and I enjoyed John Cena's performance of it. And I really like this trailer they showed, and uh, it looks like it's taking place after the Suicide Squad, and <clears throat> he's gonna, he's gonna do his thing. And it looks like he's, it's gonna be a more like as much as they're gonna have their adventures and stuff, it's gonna be more introspective for that character, which I always love. So taking a character like that, that's very superficial, <laughs> you know, and just focusing on some of the introspection, some of that deconstruction is going to make a good for a good show. I'm yeah. a little bit nervous because I, I did like him in the movie and I did like the trailer, but that's small doses. Like, I don't know if I can handle a whole series of that. And I'm just hoping that the other characters can, you know, Add a little bit of spacing, yeah. so, that, so that you know. Well, it, look, I may love the whole thing. I don't know. I'm worried about it. I don't. I never felt like too much Peacemaker in in the movie, and obviously yeah. the trailer is only like a minute and a half. But it's it's just it's just a concern, you know. It, it's like, it, you know, I love steak, but too much steak, it, you know, you get tired of it. I don't want to get tired of his meat. <laughs> well, I just switched it up. Like I was eating sirloin like all the time, and then I just switched to like uh, strip steak. Like <laughs> it helps. Like changing your cut. You, you got to get on that ribeye, man. Just just flexes on us like that. Like oh, but, I was eating sirloin so much, I had to switch <laughs> to another fancy cut. Ribeye is expensive. Yeah, like, but it's, it's worth it. It's it's worth it, man. I yeah. Mean, you know, eating it every day. You shouldn't be eating any of that red meat every day. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you're going to eat it twice a week, spring for a ribeye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. You're still going to spend that money. But might as well enjoy it. Like, I, I did the... Look, this isn't Fantastic Form Culinary Edition, but <laughs> I did... Cook, grill up some chuck steaks that were on sale, and just because they were on sale, but they had good marbling, so I, I trimmed some of the fat on the edges, and it, like they felt like a ribeye, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, I spent half the price I would have on a ribeye, 
But you know, it's all how you cook it and how you cut it. You know, and exactly. how it looks. You gotta look at it before you cook it. If you don't know that's what to look that, for, you're gonna fuck it up. That's one of the benefits of living outside of the city. Like I go to the farmers, and there's, right. like, there's half a cow sitting in my freezer. Yeah, and like you do the math, it ends up being like four bucks a pound for and, every, for some of every cut, and it'll last you a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I may reserve the next one, which will be in like July. Yeah, yeah. I never thought I'd be live jealous of nothing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, neither here nor there. I also so, saw the Catwoman trailer. The animated movie, I don't remember what it's called. Um, is it like The Damned or something? Or The Condemned? Or I hunted. would have to double. Uh, hunted. Okay. And it's her, and it features Batwoman, and her eyes are just way big. Like, I didn't notice if everyone's eyes were, like, too big, but hers definitely were. Um, big eyes, man. <laughs> um, that's the title of this episode, Big Eyes, man. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it might be like an anime style, but even then, the proportions seem a little off. Like, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it, it, it seems interesting. The trailer was mostly her making clips and running from people and you know your standard catwoman stuff but i'm I'm not gonna say no to a catwoman animated feature like that's not gonna happen but yeah her eyes are big wow i just i I looked it up just to kind of see how big the eyes were and uh the cast list came up because i also wanted to see who's who's in it and the 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 girl that plays Catwoman is seventh down the list. So uh-huh. the main character's voice actress is seventh down the list. First is one it? is Lauren Cohen from The yeah. Walking Dead. And she's not Catwoman? No, she's Julia Pennyworth. Julia Pennyworth. Who the fuck is Julia Pennyworth? That's uh, Alfred's niece. She's uh she's an agent. She shows, oh, yeah, up, yeah. she shows up in uh in Batwoman a lot to like scissor with Yeah. Yeah, that's know. right. I remember her from the from the last time I watched Batwoman. The the guy from Better Call Saul, not Saul, but like the bald guy that everybody loves. He's supposed to be black mask. Oh. Yeah, it definitely looks like an anime style. And see, you know, I, that design for Catwoman, that's what I wanted in Long Halloween. I kind of like the Long Halloween Catwoman. Yeah, because it's like the animated series one. Yeah, but, you know what? yeah. Have you? Well, we haven't talked about that, have we? Yeah, no, we haven't talked about it yet. It's okay. kind I, of I, a segue, I, the, the goggles would have helped, though. Well, and that's the thing. It's like the goggles, that design was started in the the Long Halloween, I believe. Now, now I'm doubting myself. Let me look it up real quick. But I yeah, I, I thought, like, she had the more like where it actually looked like she had a cat head. 
Was yeah, like, that might be it. Year. Uh, what it was, cats with it wasn't, like the, the, the yeah. prairie ears or whatever. Like, I think that's what it looked like. There was a series that the Darwin Cook series that had, that, I think that's the one that started the goggles, but I thought she had it in, in one of the Tim Sale Jeff Loeb ones too. Well, yeah, I could be wrong. It could be Wait, more the goggles. Stuff. Yeah. That was Jim Lee, right? No, no, it happened before, and I was thinking it was in Long Halloween or Dark Victory, but it it, it could have been the Darwin Cook series. Okay. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, no, it, she still looks more like a cat in the comic than she does in, in the show. Um, okay, so yeah, it was the Darwin Cook series, the Catwoman series, which, like, the art, ah, man... I love that series, but that's the one that started the goggles. Um, I don't know if you got if you seen it, but that that's I love that. Um, but it, it is time to move on, I guess. Since we're talking about Long Halloween, we should probably go. Well, do that. Sir John there, has a question. Oh. Uh, Sir John says, "Who was the guy without a face?" The animated series. We're building him up a lot, but then DC ended up never doing much with him. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is the question. What a, what a that's the guy's response. <laughs> um, well, before we leave Fandom, uh, there were t a couple more premieres that came out in okay. conjunction. Um, one was Aquaman, King of Atlantis. And that ended up actually being pretty good. So it's an animated series. It's a trilogy. Um, it's coming out in like three 45-minute pieces. Okay. And the first one is out. And it actually ended up being good. Like it's Aquaman's basically his first day as king. And he ends up having to go investigate a outpost that they haven't heard from in the past seven years. And so they go to find the people of the outpost and find out if they're okay. And they end up investigating uh, where the ocean just kind of stopped. And they have to figure out, like, why the ocean stopped and what happened to the people at the outpost. And it's, it's pretty good. Like, it's, it's a little comedic, and the art style kind of reminds me of uh, Thundercats roar, but is it, that it's the, pretty the good. Even universe looking one. Yeah. Okay. And Young Justice Phantoms premiered, and uh, it's it's more Young Justice. Like <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, You're not gonna bring up the Flash trailer. Uh, I didn't. Well, after we talk about Young Justice, yeah. So uh, basically, it starts with the uh, uh, Connor and Miss Martian are getting married, so they're going to Mars to have a traditional Mars marriage ceremony before coming back and having a municipal marriage ceremony and 
when they get to Mars, they're basically dealing with uh, a bunch of anti-human prejudice and prejudice between the three classes of Martian. And right now, that's what they're dealing with. And the Legion of Superheroes is there. And we're not sure why yet. But they've been, like, active and tailing, uh, tailing them and, you know, dealing with stuff. So it, it's it's good, like, starting out really strong. Wait, is Miss Martian uh, surprised that there's racist-ass Martians in, on, in Mars? I mean, Martian Manhunter came to Earth after a Martian genocide. Like there's well, a race war, and that's why he's on Earth. Basically, things have gotten less uh, war-like, and they're all living together. Well, sure, because they can't have the green ones. Like, and under the last... One. Well, no, like, all three species are there. Um... Yeah, all three species are there living together, and the last king did a lot to like help equality. Um, so yeah, like they've been doing doing their thing for like a few years now of like Martian civilization was like kind of back to normalish. So yeah, things have gotten bad since the king died, and she is surprised um, that the hatred is so. Uh, she didn't. What's the word? Prolific. Well, she she senses it when she's there, like because there's like a group think, uh, psychic group think, which is actually pretty cool. She got spoiled by living on Earth where there is no racism. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It, it is kind of interesting. Like, there's some social commentary. Like, they basically, Desaad uh, shows up and he's like, the only difference between you, like, is literally just your pigment. Like, you're all exactly the same DNA-wise, except for that one thing. But he builds them a weapon that can kill whichever color they want anyway, because he doesn't care. So, yeah, that's the new Young Justice season uh, Phantoms. I saw the, um, the Black Adam thing. And, oh right, Black Adam. Uh, it was kind of cool. Uh, I may be wrong, but if you go to a temple and you scream Shazam and Black Adam shows up, like that's not supposed to happen like that. And that's how it started. And I'm like, man, they already fucked up. But the, I could be wrong. The the funny thing, uh -huh. it, it was it was funny to me because I I wanted the wife to see all this stuff. I'm like, oh, there's a Black Adam trailer. Who's Black Adam? Well, that's that's Shazam's villain. Like, oh, so we're gonna see that suit again? Well, it, it's the Rock. Oh, are they just gonna paint him? 
<laughs> yeah. Because the dude is that big, and dude, his suit looks way better than that yeah. weak ass Shazam suit that uh, Levi yeah. has. I don't know. And then after that, they showed the 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 Shazam Two Fury of the Gods thing, and I'm like, how's this guy gonna fight against the Rock? <laughs> you know, like. It's, it's ridiculous. That's um, why he has to have his own movie. They're probably going to depower him by the end of it. Yeah, it's just, yeah I don't know. That, like, Hi, I'm Zachary Levy, and I'm here to talk about this. And then they're, it's all behind the scenes shit. It's nothing like, like, it's still in production, according to the thing. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, that's where I didn't watch. Like, yeah. I, I was only watching trailers. I, you know, it said a tease. It, it said it was a teaser, and then it was a behind-the-scenes thing. So, oh, and newsflash: Ezra Miller doesn't know what a teaser is. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. The thing on his neck was cutting off the circulation to his brain. <laughs> but yeah, he he introduced the Flash a teaser trailer, and I remember thinking that was fine at the time. Like, I can't recall any of it right now. Um, but it did happen. Yeah. Uh, real quick. So John thought it was Shazam 2. Uh, but he's asking if it's if it's own movie. There is a Shazam 2. That's Fury of the Gods. Black Adam is its own movie also. Yeah, they're going to give him his own movie because... That's going to have, like, Dr. Fate in it. Yeah. So that, that's going to we'll be... We'll see how that goes. I think that'll be a better movie, period. But I, them screaming Shazam and Black Adam showing up was really odd to me. I don't, I don't know what the comics has done with him in a while. So, I, you know, last I read, it was uh, Mary Marvel had the Shazam power, the Black Adam Shazam powers, you know, those guys. But I mean, that was that was like two reboots ago, man. Yeah, it's almost twenty years ago at this point. So, <laughs> what do I know? I'm a little fuck. I remember you were so mad because you got a Black Adam shirt, and that's when Mary. Yeah, Marvel but <laughs> I was mad until I actually read it, and I'm like, oh man, this is kind of cool. Like that that whole shit that happened with Shazam at that point, and Captain Marvel, and the Rock of Eternity being destroyed with with the Spectre and all that. It was tight. Like even the trials, like. It was a good time to be a Captain Marvel fan and a Black Adam fan because there was all this shit going on. And, you know, at one point, um, the Billy Batson aspect of the of the Captain Marvel powers became he was the wizard, you know, and he's just like Captain Marvel, but just with white hair and a white costume. And they have to say Marvel <laughs> to get the power. And uh, yeah, so it was a good time. Uh, Sir John says, also, the newest excuse is everybody is a hero and the villain is the government or life. Society is the villain. Get the fuck out of here. Nah, well, you know, that's that's the thing. It's, it's you know, in real life, that is the villain. <laughs> you know? and uh, Yeah, but at the same time, I want to watch superpower people punching each other. Right. And that, that's, that's a thing. When you start, you know, make your shows, make your movies about that, but when you're talking about Black Adam and Captain Marvel going at it, like we got to see that, yeah, yeah. And what's um, probably happening in that trailer is they find where the wizard imprisoned Black Adam, 
and yeah. when the wizard uh, gone, they say the the word of power and accidentally release him. That's the, that's the password. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna make my name the password. <laughs> Anonymous can't get well, Billy Batson was the one smart enough to like change the word. Like he changed, he literally changed it so that Black Adam couldn't transform into Black Adam for a while. Yeah, but and then we're he not gonna figure it out because some kid asked him for asked him for like a chocolate chip Sunday. He's like chocolate chip Sunday, and then pff, just turns into Black Adam. He's like, oh son of a bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, a funny, funny. comic. Yeah, well, that and that's part I mean, of it. Too. I mean, it's like, old Captain Marvel stuff, man. Yeah, but that's that's part of it because it's a little kid doing these things, you know, and uh, that I guess that's kind of what the movie was trying to capture. It just Zachary Levy wasn't a good choice for Dude, me. That, that kid is is growing up quick, though. Yeah, I like, saw him wow. in that teaser, and I'm like, "Dude, yeah." When they get to part three, he can just play both parts. I don't even need Levi anymore. Yeah. Kids just got to hit the gym a little bit. He'll be fine. Or they'll fire him and just use Levi like he grew up into Levi. Oh, I hope not because the kid's way better actor. <laughs> At least he was in the first one. I don't know. He might suck it up in the second one. Yeah. So we'll see. But Flash, they, they keep saying it's Flashpoint, but I saw a second Ezra yeah. Miller in the trailer. Yeah. And, and uh, Tim Burton Batman. Yeah. And they tease the car. But eh, I don't care at this point. Like it, it's part of the old universe. We're moving on to new shit. The costume <laughs> looks worse, by the way. Yeah. It, <laughs> at least the mask part of it. Like I kind of like the, the well, it, it's a little too plasticky, but I, I, I kind of like that suit. When he puts the helmet on, it's got this weird tab thing where like the old one looks so much better now. Yeah. And the thing is, they're trying to make it look more streamlined like the TV show one, but they somehow made it look cheaper than the TV show one. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it. Like, what the f- can't you just talk to that set, that like wardrobe person and be like, hey, they can. They were literally rubbing on each other, checking out each other's costume at one point. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. That's where he gets the idea to redo his costume for the movie. Jay, man, why don't you play that TV bumper or the scary bumper and then just go straight into that uh, Chucky video while I go take a leak and then we'll start to talk about Tuck, uh, Chucky when I get back. Okay. All right. Scary comic book review. Scary comic book like, review. <laughs> well, not, not like that, but like... Do you feel that? Everywhere. 
Jake Wheeler goes, death seems to follow. This creepy doll just creeps me the hell out. It's kill or be killed. Everybody's got to choose. What's going on with you? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Dude, you have a serious doll problem. If you only knew. Hey, kid. I'm gonna go kill your sister. Wanna come? Are you sleepy? You snooze, you lose. Oh, yeah. That's a little bit of the Chucky stuff. You know, Chucky is a show on sci-fi. It just came out last week, I believe, October 12th or something. And um, I had no idea this existed till I was on the tram tour at Halloween Horror Nights a couple of weeks before that. And they forced you to watch the trailer. And uh, the Chucky movies, I wasn't a huge fan. I, I enjoyed them for what they were, but it was like, not that big a thing, but this show came out and uh, they take a new uh, approach to Chucky dealing with a high school kid. And the high school kid is uh, middle school. Middle school. That's even yeah. So it, it's it's you know he's got he's being bullied. I think he's gay. And uh, he is gay. Yeah. So um, he's got. Parents' issues, home issues, school issues, and uh, he's got a weird uh, hair rent. Well, His mom's well, out of the picture. Right, that's part of the issues with the parents, you know. In psychology, you know, once you get to where I was in college, Joe, you'll know that it, it her not being there is part of the issue too. Um, when I was back at Oxford studying psychology, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, and then he's got this weird fascination with making sculptures of doll parts, and that's how he gets Chucky. It's it's a little, little odd, little weird, and uh, but the show overall, you know, it had a it had a strong first episode. I'm not gonna lie, um, it basically like gets Chucky because he wants to use the head for a sculpture that he's making, and then Chucky don't want that, so he starts talking to him. And then uh, starts killing people, like starting with his dad. <laughs> yeah, Joe, man, are you a fan of the Chucky stuff? Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, like honestly, yeah. Like I, I like Chucky. I've been a fan since Child's Play two. Okay. Like I think that was actually my first slasher movie. Yeah. Yeah, oddly enough. And so, yeah, like I've been following Chucky, um, been following the reboot. Um, uh, they did a soft reboot a few years ago with The Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky. Okay. And this uh, series seems to be a part of that. Or, yeah, this seems to be like in conjunction with that. Yeah, same universe. Um, yeah. Okay. It's like they're, uh, what's his name? Charles Ray is like not just a thief. He's like a little psychotic. And uh, yeah, they show like 
they do a flashback to when he's a kid and he like bites a razor blade apple because he's crazy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I, I'm into Chucky. I'm into, I, I like those last two movies. I thought they were good. Uh, interesting direction, especially Cult of Chucky was like really interesting. Uh-huh. And I, I like the series. It, the series is, it's fun. Like, it's fun and it's good horror because they don't, they don't get like, they're not playing everything super close to the vest. Like, uh-huh. we know the doll is alive and so they don't, they're not drawing it out. Mm-hmm. Which I was afraid they would do. Like, uh, in Curse of Chucky, because it was a soft reboot, they were playing everything straight. Like, we're not supposed to know whether or not Chucky is actually alive at first, even though we all know Chucky is alive. Like, that's why we're watching the movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a little slow because of that. And this series isn't doing that. They're pretty much right off the bat uh, getting him talking, getting him killing, uh, getting him, like, I'm, I'm not sure what his goal is, but he's befriending this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that he's been bought, he's befriending him, and he's, on the surface, he's pretend, like, he's helping him out. Like, he has problems with his dad. He helps him with that. Uh, bullies in school, he's helping him with that. And right now, it's the direction it looks like it's going is what is up with the kid? Is he going to be on board with Chucky or is he going to help stop Chucky? Like, he's in the middle right now. Like, he thinks killing is wrong. But the girl in school is a huge bitch who made fun of his dad dying. So, you know, maybe she can die. Like, maybe it's okay if she dies. I don't know. We don't know. And that seems to be the direction the story is going to go. And I'm I'm on board. Like, especially with the death. I, I like that the deaths aren't super clean. Yeah. And they actually do show people dying. Like, I just watched another uh, show. I don't remember which one. But everything is all super nice and not gory. And it's like, are you a horror show or not? Well, Chucky is a horror show. And it's also a character-driven show. And I think that's where the the drawn-out part comes into play, where they show you what it's like for him to go to school. I don't get why he took the doll to school at the first place. I mean, it play comes out later because of the talent show and stuff, but it's just weird that he was carrying well, no. like that. He, like, basically, at that point... Wrong camera. <laughs> uh, at that point, uh, that was after his dad came and fucked up his sculpture. Yeah. Sculpture, and he's like kind of starting from scratch and he decides to sell the doll and he finds a buyer that's wanting to pay like 1500 for it or he finds out the doll is worth about $1,500 which is enough so that he could go to camp for like a month 
and get away from his dad. And he took the doll to school because he didn't want his father to wreck the doll while he was gone. Okay. So that, that's why he took it to school. And he was going to keep it in his locker, but his locker was too small. So he gave it to the teacher so that she could keep it. <laughs> the cursed doll. <laughs> Oz, man, what did you think of this Chucky premiere? This is dumb. <laughs> I haven't liked Chucky since the, the first movie. I mean, the first movie was cool. I, I like that he was like, like how Chucky came to be the yeah. the serial killer that transferred his soul into this doll. But he that wasn't supposed to be it. He was trying to transfer his soul into another body. And like they, they were, after the first movie, they kind of like forgot about that. And like he's always just trying, but never gets to do it. Yeah, but now in this show, like it's not even that. And then, yeah, there's just, there's just too much stuff that takes me out of it. Like when he's in school, and he he drops something, and so Chucky like massacres the frog. It gets <laughs> in the classroom full of like people. <laughs> Nobody like heard anything. Saw him. like everybody's that focused on their goddamn frog that they can't just like. That fucking doll is like massacring a, a frog. What the hell? You know, it's, it's little things like that that just like take me out of it. I, I don't know. I'm just not a Chucky fan like that anymore. I, I like the first one, and I, I might even watch the first one every now and then because it's it's a good movie. But then you get the Bride of Chucky and the <laughs> Chucky. Like, how many goddamn dolls do we need? Well. According to uh, Cult of Chucky, we need a lot. I didn't get that far. <laughs> like, like the whole uh, the thing of in Cult of Chucky, uh, basically, uh, he can't uh, he can't like transfer his body out anymore, but he can transfer spirits, or he can't transfer himself. Like, if he sacrifices someone, he can transfer himself into other dolls. So he's basically making an army of him, like an army of serial killer hymns. So is this show, like, connected to in the movies, or is it its own thing? No, it's connected. Because yeah. He's he's in a brand-new-looking doll, and as far as I know, and I, I haven't seen, like, the last two or three movies, he gets messed up. At the end of each movie, like he has to find a new doll to to start the next movie. But this is like a brand new looking doll. Apparently, he's been sitting in this lady's attic at the beginning and hasn't killed anybody for however long it's been there. You know, and it, I was like twenty <laughs> minutes into it before I realized that's not that's not the kid from from Stranger Things. <laughs> I was like, man. Some money and puberty. This this kid's got it going now. He's gonna be pulling hot and cold, running poon fucking for days. Oh wait, that's a different kid. <laughs> <laughs> He's still gonna be doing all those things, but uh, yeah, not Stranger I, Things. I, you know, I've, it's the first time I've seen this guy. The guy, the kid from Stranger Things. I like. We have a couple of seasons between <laughs> us. Like, that's my homeboy now. If I saw him down the street, I'd be like, hey, what's up? I forget your name. <laughs> this kid looks like if the guy from Entourage and Peter Gallagher, that guy with the eyebrows, fucked 
they would have this kid, <laughs> you know? And uh, I wish I would have pre-produced that joke so you could see the pictures side by side. But <laughs> but that, that kid has a weird look to him. Like, I don't think he was born from that dude that's his dad. Like, this kid looks like he's Greek or something, you know? Oh, no. but, Clearly um, the mom stepped out. That's why the dad hates him. Yeah. Um, as far as the show goes, I actually enjoyed it. Um, I noticed with Chucky, it's Chucky's a very polarizing figure. Either people don't like the movies or they love them. And as polarizing as it is, like, <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the cast. As polarizing as Chucky is, I'm in between. Like, I'll watch a movie and I'll enjoy it, and I'll watch one and not. And it was actually Chucky 3 was the first one of these movies that I actually watched by myself as a kid. And I was scared. And then, like, it was like, it's just a doll. Like, I can kick him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, can light him on fire. Like, you can do anything to a doll. Like, and, uh, yeah, it, it's not quite the Annabelle effect <laughs> that Chucky has. But it, it, it I, the series is, I think, is actually well well made. It's on Sci Fi and USA, and uh, I'm assuming Peacock. If you have um, Hulu Live, it's on that too. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the first episode. Joe, you you actually saw the second one too, man. It, does it lose a little luster, or is it no? Still, it, it it gets better. Like it gets better, okay. Like. I enjoyed it. Like he's, it's interesting. Like I'm trying to figure out what Chucky's game plan is. Like if it's just yeah. general chaos, or if he has like something specific he's trying to do. Like right now, it seems like general chaos. Uh, but it's cool seeing like these guys, uh, seeing these kids react. Uh, the kid react to it, and you know he's trying to figure out, you know, just what to do about it. Like, and he, he knows what's up. Like, he got a call from Andy uh, telling him to check out the batteries. And so he knows that it's actually serial killer Charles Ray. And so he's kind of just like, he wants to keep an eye out on for him because he doesn't want people getting killed. Uh. But at the same time, you like he can't watch him twenty four seven, so yeah. it's like he's kind of running around trying to like keep an eye on him, keep stop him from killing people until the bitch goes and cosplays as his dying dad, and then he's like, like fuck that bitch. Yeah, and you know, there's a song they play, and I think the first episode, and the core hook is something like, uh, "This is how you create a villain." And it's actually like an interesting statement. Like I, I'm, I really am wondering, like if this kid is gonna go dark side on us. And that's when I was on that tram after like being, you know, surviving the purge, <laughs> and I'm watching the Chucky trailer, and I'm like, that kid's like, okay, that's an interesting take. Of having this kid be essentially ambivalent because you don't know where he's going. You could go either way. And that is something that I haven't seen in the Chucky movies. 
in the ones I have seen. I haven't seen as much as, as you have, Jay. I think the last one I saw was actually Bride of Chucky in the theater. So I, I've missed a few. But right. Uh, and the last thing I've actually experienced with Chucky was actually that hack slash comic that we wrote. Oh, that one that was so good. Yeah, where Chucky's in it. Um so yeah, so far it's I really enjoy the, this first episode. And I think I'm actually gonna keep watching it. I'll make time for this. Uh as far as ratings go, man, I guess we should rate it, man. Jay, give us a, a, a out of five. Right now, I am gonna say four out of five. Like I, I do want to see how things play out uh, before I give it like a final rating. Like, but I, I am enjoying it. Um, it's funny. It's scary. Um, yeah, it's it's it does the things a horror good horror series should do. Like, it makes you feel bad for the people you should feel bad for it makes you hate yeah. the people that you should hate and uh yeah it even makes you question like uh the kid has a cousin named junior mm-hmm. and offhand he's kind of an asshole but you kind of get shades that like he's not a huge asshole he's just kind of like a kid yeah. you know kids are sometimes jerks but they're not like evil jerks they're just they're kids like and so yeah it's it's doing everything right so far cool oz man why don't you give us a rating for this Uh, if you like chucky i guess i could see why (laughs) it would get a four i don't i i being a a horror thing two just as a general TV show, maybe it could squeeze out a three because, like, technically, I couldn't find anything like absolutely wrong with it. Uh, it's not like poorly acted. It's not even poorly written. I'm just, I'm just not a fan. I, I mean, it, it bugs me that to make these evil dolls, they have to actually like try to make them creepy, where like real evil dolls are like so innocent looking. Like yeah. Annabelle doesn't look like that in real life. The real Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, so, I've always had a creepy thing with Raggedy Ann. Well, Raggedy <laughs> Andy. Yeah, he tried to touch me when I was a kid. So yeah, it's it, like I I have my issues with it, and I'm not a fan. I like the first Chucky movie. I definitely recommend people should go watch it. It's a great, especially during the Halloween season. The, I, this show like didn't scare me like the that movie did so yeah i personally a a three to me if you're a fan i would bump it up to four because if 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 it's what you like you it's more of what you like and it's not a bad show you know i can't find any technical or acting faults with it yet you'll enjoy it if you're a fan and it's the halloween season so yeah make some popcorn and enjoy some i guess spookiness if you turn on the lights <laughs> and have some candles. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fine. It's fine. I don't have complaints about it. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. As far as I go, I'll give it a four. Um, I could go either way with Chucky, you know. Um, and this one happens to be pretty good and pretty interesting. 
uh, and its execution and the way they present this story to you. And uh, I'm excited to keep watching. So four out of five for me. Um, you know, Larry's not here. I really, these horror things, as much as I enjoy horror and talking about horror stuff, uh, especially with Joe and Oz, because Oz can go either way on horror too. But Larry is terrified. And uh, he's, he's not here. Yeah. yeah, he's not here. Like, literally, like, he left me this on my voicemail uh, earlier where he's like, you know, hey, hey I got to tell you something about me not being on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's laughing his way, like, doing something because he's like, I'm not going to watch these things. I talked to him this morning. I go, hey, you watch everything you need to? He goes, no, I'm going to. I'm going to. But, um, I'm not gonna be on the show today. So once he said that, I'm like, I know he's not gonna. You know, he said I'm gonna make it like he said. When he's gonna send us that message, that's exactly what I said. Is he didn't want to watch Chucky, right? And uh, so he he's like, oh, Nia needs to go to the airport or something. <laughs> he made that. Nia's not going nowhere. She's just chilling at home. You know, uh, but yeah, he just did. So, uh, you know, of course, a literal rocket scientist needs his help. Okay. Right. Exactly. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so, um, but he says if you have TikTok, we're, I, I think we're too old for TikTok, but there is a fantastic forum TikTok. And he says he's going to review what we talked about here there. If it's going to happen, I, uh, I doubt it, but. You can follow, I guess. I don't see why you would. We don't make any content for that. We just lock down the name. He has access to it, and he says he's going to make content. I don't know. You know? Uh, but, yeah, next week we're going to be talking about other horror shit. And, uh, you know, I'm going to get a reaction out of him. <laughs> In case he decides to not be on the show. Uh, and you know, I thought with Long Halloween because that's comic related, he's like, Oh, well, he read the comic, so it's like, Oh, he's gonna do no, nope. he's like, I'm not gonna be on the show today. <laughs> Meanwhile, he made me watch Venom because he's like, his, 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 like, I watch plenty of horror for the show, and I'm like, God, he still hasn't watched other Lily, <laughs> yeah, fucking Larry. I will say. I did not expect him to get scared of the house in the head. <laughs> like that it's no, so okay. funny. It's such a funny story, like quirky. But I Fuck you, Larry. I can't imagine it's it's hard to imagine getting scared by it, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, like, he describes it like it is scary. Like and then there was a head. <laughs> Yeah, like it's like and then there's a real head there. <laughs> well, was it real or was it like a mannequin? Like I didn't see, I closed my eyes. <laughs> and that that is one thing I, I will say though. Larry has watched a lot of horror for the show. Right. Uh, definitely more than he would watch on his own. So well, like, I, I appreciate him for that. I just need you to watch other Lily and more horror stuff when we have it. Yeah. I'm gonna, you know. I don't know. I, I gotta. That that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna ambush him every time I cut his hair and just put the horror shit. In yeah, the there's, there's a freaking TV like right in his eye line. Right. Well, not his eye line because you know his eyes. Hey, you can turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I mean, I, you, I love you know, talking about Larry. You can like, you know, position his head any way you want. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Definitely. Well, even like I remember um, when he did the, you know, you can hit like, subscribe, and the bell, and look through our archives. You can see where he watched um, the Hereditary preview, and I, I literally I had a, a like a boom arm with a ball head with the camera with the mics, and then a bike uh, camera clamp to it with the phone, and he's like. He's just holding this selfie stick, essentially, that I made, and he's watching it, <laughs> and he's just watching it like that. And I just told him, like, look, you're late for your appointment. Here, watch this while I finish up. Wait, and, you uh, were there? Like, he yeah, was alone in a room? He was, like, you he was in the barbershop when he watched that. And like, he was still, like, room. freaking out like that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, Dude. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, Honestly, locking him in a room and watching it for the reaction video, you're gonna get the same reaction out of Larry. Lock like, him in a room. He, we could be in the middle of a party, and right? Something on TV, and he'll still freak out like he's alone. Honestly, it's like our best parlor trick. It's like, oh, let's show Larry something scary, and <laughs> watching his reaction, like he can entertain the whole group of people. And uh, we want to for here, but he won't. He won't. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it in San Diego. Whatever bar we go, we're gonna. We go yeah. to, I'll give. I'm gonna give him like twenty bucks to put a quick, scary video on the TV. You don't need to give him nothing. Just say we need content. Like we no, haven't no, made no, content. No, not, not Lawrence. Like the, the, the whoever is oh. running the bar. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, like <laughs> trust me. Go to channel whatever this show's on. <laughs> Look, here's twenty bucks. Five minutes. Yeah. I, I will say I, I'm a, I'm still a little bit ashamed of myself for how funny I think his reaction to watching Larry is. Like yeah. that makes me laugh every time, but I feel not so just, bad about it because he's my friend. I don't want yeah. him to be scared. But. Right, but realistically, he's scared of things he shouldn't be scared of. You know, it, it's not like we're not. We're not waterboarding him, or we're not making him go through one of the mazes. Because I know those mazes can be, you know, I just the adrenaline on its own gives I you a little see bit Lawrence of a maze. Although, are they uh, in now? Can they get, like, they have to stay six feet away now, right? You know, yeah, they do that. It's it's like walking through a scary museum now. Right. Which, cool for depending on what maze you're seeing. Go Actually, ahead. That, that'll still work for him. I'm, we can still, oh, yeah. Yeah, at least that'll still work, yeah. Honestly, I will admit I don't do mazes. Like, yeah. I don't I don't do anything where I feel like something might actually touch me. Yeah. Like, I I could watch a movie, but if it's like actors, like, like I know they do hay rides sometimes, and I'm like, that sounds interesting. But the yeah. moment one of their hands crosses that threshold, like, I'm not gonna be cool. Yeah, but they won't well, do that now. The, yeah, now, yeah, like now is probably the best time to hayride. Wow, now I really want to go to a maze. Yeah, Derek Gates says I'm scared of groups of white people. They may try to colonize me at any time. You ain't got nothing they want. I mean, that's a fear I also have. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, like um, I need to keep my colon hole safe from the, the colonizers. The last uh, Halloween Horror Nights I went to, they had they didn't have the people that scare you while you're walking around anymore. Um, they had a small section where it was like the Universal Monsters, and it was like the Werewolf and the Jack the Ripper and those. But it was like literally like the size of a basketball court where there's fog, and you go through there, 
because they're gonna get close to you and they'll get close to you. But in the mazes, they don't they're like now they do this thing where the wall comes down and they pop out, or there's a door and they just stick out, you know, but they don't get close to you. Um and so it becomes kind of like a scary museum. So for The Walking Dead, that was great because you're just walking through the show and it just looks like a big set, like you're in the prison. And uh, one of the best ones was this Bride of Frankenstein one. And it was just a cool story where it's like, that's the movie I want to see. And I think that was one that was supposed to be, that maze was supposed to be based on the Bride of Frankenstein movie that we we're supposed to get part of that monster universe that never happened. And I think they just brought it back out this year because, you know, they have nothing after COVID, you know? Um, what else? Yeah, so, I mean, it was fun. It wasn't entirely scary, but I, I still got a little scared. In those situations, like you said, somebody almost potentially touching you. I'm a fight-or-flight person. Well, people are fight-or-flight animals. I go straight to fight. So if somebody gets close, like I, 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 I flinch, I get scared, I scream, but I, my, my hands go up, you know, and that's right. I elbowed Emily once. Somebody comes at me, I would rather, I would rather run first. But if they touch, I'm taking a swing. And that that was always that was my, I was, I was actually more my fear is somebody like touching me and freaking me out where I like. React and throw an elbow <laughs> just because, like, they somebody grabbed me, yeah. But you know, that's just Derek thing. says, I went to a horror nights and a lady dressed as a nurse touched me with a giant knife by accident, and she seemed more afraid than I was. Yeah, she's afraid of a lawsuit, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think in the in the popular ones, or like in the bigger ones, they're not supposed to touch you, yeah. Um, she the smaller ones, the they do. And I've heard there are some extreme ones where they can actually grab you and like throw you in the cages. Yeah. yeah but you got to probably sign waivers. For you them. do. You do. Yeah. They like. I remember, I remember they, they, they used to have, they used to put something on their knees where they would like have skates on and kind of like run at you and fall on their knees and like get like right up to you. Yeah. At such a low angle that it would freak you out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they do that still at, at Universal. They don't, from my experience. I want to go to like the the Queen Mary one, and then Not Scary Farm. Those are the ones I've gone before, and I enjoyed those. the The Queen Mary one was too crowded, but I would still do it. Um, yeah, that one is super popular. Yeah. So your closer mission is to take Lawrence to these things, and there better be some cameras. Well, they already his friends already did in the past, and he just sat on a bench. No, 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 no. You're gonna get him up and yeah. walk it, him through. And see, I wouldn't do that to Larry. Like, I love Larry. Yeah, that's too much. Too, too, like too, too torturous. Like making him watch something is one thing. Yeah, Taking I mean, him into a maze is it like seems like a lot, but on the other hand, content. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. I don't know. I, I feel weird about it, but hey, you know, I'm down. <laughs> so uh, we should move yeah, on to the long Halloween. Uh, this is based on the. Oh, so. Uh, no, it's more about gel code. When the fourth round. Don't you call it? 
So the long Halloween was is animated movie by DC. I think it's in the same universe as what the World War II, Justice Society World War II. And uh what's the other one before that? Uh I think the one before that was Superman of Tomorrow. Okay. So that's in that same that next wave of animated universe stuff. Is um it, is it really same universe? But no, Long same. Halloween is it no Long Halloween isn't connected. All right. Uh the press little thing said that, but Oh, did know. it? Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I, I don't see any evidence that it's connected, but they say it is. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's just for marketing or, or, or if it takes place in the past or I, I don't know. I don't see why it matters. Like, it's just what they're doing now, especially with something like ho- Long Halloween. It doesn't matter because you don't get any, like, Superman doesn't show up. You don't get any of the right. other heroes that would connect the universe. It's well, just a Batman story. If you watch the second one, you get the Flash and Green Arrow, which they weren't in the comic. I thought yeah. that was to promote the TV series. Again, I, it's that's. I think if anything, that's probably what ties it into the universe. I don't okay. know. Okay. Yeah, but um, it's based on the Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale book that came out like at this point, what like thirty years ago, <laughs> twenty five years ago, and uh, yeah, it's just one of those adaptations. And this one feels a lot like the comic book. It it does a lot of follows the plot more and then it adds things changes things in a way to to move the plot along but that's part of the review as far as it was basically just the creation of of two-face um batman like being still fledgling like cape crusader just starting out he um has uh, been working with catwoman in a sense trying to put take her down but she's got her own mission uh and he's really just dealing with the um, crime family, the Falcone uh, crime family, and he's working with Jim Gordon and Harvey Dent. And there's a killer that kills on a holiday, and he's just hunting down a lot of these mob dudes. And uh, yeah, and it's just they're trying to solve that murder mystery. What do you guys, Joe? Man, tell me your your first uh, impressions on this. Um, first impression, it's. It's an interesting time in the cycle of the Batman. Like, this is before, like, this, like, not year one, but it's definitely early in his career. Like, the original one point was supposed to be like year two. Right. Okay. I know they mentioned at some point, like, he never thought he was going to have to be a detective. Right. And so it's kind of easy, like, watching him try to solve this mystery without actually having any mystery-solving skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, I thought it was pretty interesting. Like, it's, it's always interesting to have these, like, um, times where, well, okay, it's not always interesting. But it's sometimes interesting to have these times, like before they became, like, 
the awesome badass that they are now. Like this is how yeah. he was starting. Like year one, he just got the costume. He's making mistakes. He's getting used to it. Uh, year two, he's he can punch, but he doesn't really know how to like. He's got the physical part, but he's yeah. got to work on the mental. And uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty good. Like I like it. I like watching him like work through this. What did you think of the voice casting? Uh, the voice act casting was adequate. Like there wasn't anyone I had a problem with. Um, honestly, I really like Troy Baker. Like, yeah, he's done Joker before, and he's done a good job. But I feel like this is his best rendition of the Joker that we've heard. I feel like he gets um, better every time he does it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I would say, yeah. And he's even like channeling a little. Well, I don't know if that's insulting when you assume actors are channeling, but it seems like he's channeling a little bit of Mark Hamill. Yeah. Uh, but making it his own. Well, this one does have that feel like they're channeling that animated series vibe you know like it feels you know part of it you know like i think one of the the art directors was like butch lukic which he was one of the directors on that series i don't right. know if anybody else from that series worked on it but it definitely has that animated series vibe and feel even the design like when you played that little um clip just the look of the city feels like that noir painted look Oz, man, mm -hmm. first impressions of this. Uh, real quick, Derek H is asking if the MCU didn't the MCU Iron Man not even live past year five? Well, between Infinity War and Endgame is five years, so like you're already yeah. Off there. But uh, you know, you say Long Halloween came out like thirty years ago. That may be right. I haven't looked it up. If it came out thirty years years ago, I haven't read it in like fifteen to twenty years ago. Yeah. So I can't be a hundred percent sure, but as I was watching it, it felt kind of true to the comic. Yeah, it was uh, very, very. Okay. True. It it, yeah. it it's, it's been so long. I I you know I doubted myself. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember stuff like, well, Catwoman looks way better here than I remember her in that book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I think my favorite part of of this was when especially as i was watching part one it kind of felt like an updated at the uh, batman the animated series mm -hmm. even with the the way jensen echoes plays batman it felt like he was trying to be kevin conroy yeah a little bit like yeah i had to look up the actors for for the voices because some of them felt like they were trying to do the the animated series versions of the, of the characters so yeah I, I i really enjoyed it I mean, it's a it's a good story. You know, oh, real quick, uh, it was it was run uh, in ninety six and ninety seven. The original thirteen issue arc. Okay, let me do the math. So that's like twenty five years. Twenty twenty one, and then carry the one. Carry the one times pi times. Well, no, no, we're, it's not dinner time yet. 
Fibonacci the, the sucker. Where's my calculator button? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lost all my. So uh, ninety six to sixteen is twelve is twenty years already. Uh huh. You add five, you get twenty one. So twenty five. Between twenty five and twenty six years. Yeah. So still it, a lot. look, still the the point is, I read it over a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not gonna remember all the details, but I do remember it, it feeling like like the book and being pretty close to the book. It was very close, and in watching it, I was also like, "Man, this is pretty fucking faithful." And then you get to the point where it isn't. But the changes they made isn't like they took out stuff from the comic or changed the plot. They they did change, they changed a big part of the plot, um, where the Falcone son uh, fakes his death and he's actually the killer. Like that's a different ending, you know. That but was in the book, right? In that was in the book. Because that wasn't the. Uh, yeah, that wasn't this. No, it, here they took that off, um, and on the surface, like you think something like that, like they changed the entire ending, and it would be bad. But in the comic, the chick, Dent's wife, actually uh, does some of the killings herself too. Well, for the same reasoning. It's just in the comic, it's a plot hole because there's no real like evidence as a as a murder mystery saying that she did some of those just feels like very throwaway. It, there's nothing she was there's even her alibi, like when they blow up uh when they attack Harvey Dent in the comic, she's the one that gets put in the hospital for three months and then some people die in those three months and they're Attributed to her in the comic without no real explanation of how she pulled it off, you know. So it's almost like a plot hole in the comic. Here, it's like it just flows for for the plot. It works, you know. Um, tying, giving that Alberto Falcone that backstory about him loving that woman like that and having it tied to her, um, like just fixes all the, the change because it gives it a reason why make her the killer, you know? Um, yeah, so it, it's a... It, the, the changes they did, they did them, they, they changed them with style. Like, the, it, it just really, like... Was the Catwoman just, thing also in the comic? Because I don't remember that at all. The... So, the the Catwoman thing, uh, it depends on what, like, her trying, thinking she's the the, the daughter? Yeah, well, I mean, they they pretty much confirmed that she like, yeah he recognizes her. That happens in Dark Victory. Um, there's a book that Jeff Loeb and uh, Tim Sale did for Catwoman, like this one and Dark Victory called. I think it's called When in Rome, and she's fucking with the family a lot. Like it shows a lot of the beef that the family has with Catwoman in here and in Dark Victory. Um, and it kind of mixed elements of those into this and gave Catwoman a more uh, expanded role, eh? almost like a partner to Batman, you know? Uh, her ending up with Batman, like starting a relationship, that wasn't in the comic, you know? Her helping him at Crime Alley wasn't in the comic. Um, but, it, but it just fits for this movie. Like, it, it's, I don't feel they did the comic a disservice. Like, there's a lot of, like, you know, we talk about Hush, 
or um, what is it? The the Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Yeah, there's a lot of these that actually do a disservice to the comic when they change things. You know, this one actually kind of just used that and kind of tweaked it to give you a better, more full, more concise story, and uh, and not just throwing characters in here. You know, like even the the whole distraction with the dudes from Arkham, like. That was expanded. You know, it worked. It was similar in the comics, but it wasn't that big. It wasn't there, but it, it expanded. It, it, it added to this story, to that like build up towards the end. You know, but aside, like, and that's one of the weird things where it's like usually I hate when they change it, and it's like here it just everything felt right. The art style. I mean, I wish the comic had way better art, but it's hard to it's hard to copy the art style from uh from a comic to an animated feature um very few uh adaptations have done it but they do keep they, they do keep that little bottom eyeliner on the characters that's a, one of the things tim sale really does <laughs> like everybody looks like they haven't slept in days in his art and just that's just how he does it and uh they they managed to keep it here but um like some of the the looks for like sofia Higante. Like she looked great animated, like they really captured her like presence because she's so big. Um, and even the scene where she falls, like that was done a little different in the comic, but it was it was done really well here. Joe, man, what? How'd you like the art style? Um, I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, like, uh, pardon? Yeah, like. I thought it looked pretty good. Um, I didn't have any issues with it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I have much. Like, it, it was a decent art style. Um, you guys say you haven't read the comic in years. It's probably been even longer for me. Yeah. Um, or maybe not, because I didn't think I didn't read it when it first came out. I don't think but, you Right, but yeah, like I, I pretty much went into this blind. Like, uh, it, it's been so long. Like, I I remember the, uh, I remember the murders, but I don't really remember that book that well. Um, the one thing I can say I loved was the the postcard esque. Uh, still shots when they show the hollow, they show the which holiday it is, and like they'll have like part of the murder weapon, the weapon, and like part of the body in frame. Mm -hmm. Um, those were awesome, like, I loved all of those. Yeah, that's kind of how the comic separated them, too. Um, the, this reminds there's another comic that they did, I think it was called Haunted Gotham. Or haunted night, and it kind of it's kind of like Halloween thing, but I think it's only three issues, and it kind of ties into this in the thematically, not not story wise, but um, I, I want to see what they like if they do a Dark Victory, like the sequel to this, I I would really 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 enjoy that, like the way get the same team on it and 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 do it, I I would love that. 
Am I the only one that was bothered by the Mad Hatter? I didn't like his characterization and his like, voice. He looked like a leprechaun. Yeah. He like a leprechaun, actually, too. Like, he, he didn't... Yeah. He didn't see Mad Hatter. If he didn't have the hat with the 10-6, yeah. it, it needs the card because just that, the way the hat, like, oh, that's a leprechaun. That's yeah. not Mad Hatter. <laughs> it's just not, I mean, at this point, for me, it's like, I'm just happy it came out the way it did. I can't be too, like, yeah. and again, about the Mad Hatter. He wasn't that I'm huge a, of a part. I'm a technical guy. And, yeah. Uh, a baby bottle nipple is not an effective silencer for a 22 yeah still i mean that's still an explosion it's 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 just not it's not but whatever we're we're gonna have to do the test (laughs) they they, uh, look they they wanted to have something iconic um, there's probably a better word for it, but I can all I can think of right now is iconic to kind of represent so that we know that it's the same guy doing each murder. And it, it, it works. It's just not yeah. an effective silencer. Uh, Derek in chat says, what? Moses gives the transition from comic to animation a pass, but he's the first to complain when a live-action costume even changes a color shade. Yeah, and, uh, you know... Derek, you haven't been listening. You haven't been watching because it's not. This is like the third one I do. Yeah, I, it's just you know, it's just this is just done well. And if it's done well, I, I'm not. It's when they really just change something of the character that just gets watered down. I don't feel this is watered down at all. I think this is almost edited. Like somebody edited. The long Halloween and gave you something that's the same thing, with just a different execution of it. You know, and ultimately, it's not even. It didn't feel like a, a regular super superhero thing. It felt kind of like a, a an interesting story about a, a possible mob war. Yeah, uh, about to happen and different people trying to prevent it. Yeah. It, it, you know, like it's not, it's not just superheroes punching each other. Even though you do get that, yeah. you know, Joker shows up and he's like, somebody's taking my spotlight, so I got like just randomly. Which I mean, he's a Joker, so he's allowed to just do random things. Yeah. And uh, it, it, so you get, you still get your superhero stuff, but ultimately, it's a, it's a story about family. Yeah. Not a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a story about family and and it, like it, I got kind of the impression that they were going for a little bit of a Godfather thing. Oh yeah, with with uh, with uh, the Falcons and the Maronis. Yeah, yeah. And with with Batman in it, yeah. trying to and trying that, to keep the peace. That's one of the things, like especially you know, back before comics and adaptations and the MCU and people are like, oh, I want to get into comics and I don't know what to read and I would be like, well, what's your favorite movie? Like, if you tell me your favorite movie, I can find a comic for you. And when somebody would say something like, oh, I like The Sopranos, I like Godfather, I like, uh, was it um, The Untouchables? And I'm like, you know what? Read Long Halloween and Dark Victory. Like, that's the comic for you. 
because it does have that feel like even the art style is like in the comic that joe just put up like it looks like <laughs> the cinematographer did storyboards for the godfather you know like it, it stylistically it's like the godfather story-wise it, it it it'll give you something like that you know like a miller's crossing even the goodfellas to a certain degree you know um when you look at like dark victory and the themes of family there it's more prominent and the different narratives it does ring more of like your goodfellas or your sopranos type but it, it does have that feel like that's not a surprising uh statement from you oz and it, it's like it's one of the comics i really love like i remember like when uh long halloween came out like i remember specifically not doing homework to read it <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, i remember like just throwing my textbook aside i'm like you know what? i'm just gonna read this yeah <laughs> and then i got into back when i got it so yeah. interestingly when the the batman movie started shooting um that the guy playing gordon yeah that holding up long halloween comics like that's what that story is going to be based on right and, I, and at the time it, it's it's been so long since i've read that book i thought okay so it's it's a it's a murder mystery with a kill with a serial killer that has a, a specific mo and then i watch this and it's it's a refresher on the comics essentially yeah that movie is not gonna be long Halloween. It's <laughs> gonna be long Halloween, like the Flash movie is Flashpoint. The the closest you get to a long Halloween movie was the Dark Knight. Um, the Dark Knight, the second one. Like even the way the mo that that how the Joker was killing the prominent city officials like on a holiday, you know, with a specific mo, uh, and you know, even like the guarding of the people was like we saw that scene here. You know, like it, the burning of the dollar of the money, you know, like that was in when a Joker burned that in the dark night was ripped off from long Halloween. You know, you don't even need to like because and uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, but long Halloween is is a is two movies. It, it's a two parter. Right. Yeah. And it takes place over a year. Like the first episode starts on Halloween, and the the uh, the last first episode, first part starts in, in yeah. Halloween, and then it goes through all the holidays, and the the final scenes take place in Halloween exactly a year later. But you don't even need that, uh, really. Like if you want to do if you want to do a movie and call it the Long Halloween, because when they say why it's called the long Halloween, it, it, it just feels a little weird. Like they just threw that in there. Cause you got to say the title of the movie at some point. <laughs> like all you have to do is like you set up that there's a serial killer that's been killing people on holidays. And yeah. now it's Halloween. And you just do the whole movie on that one day. You can literally go from this murder on Halloween and it, like just dealing with all kinds of stuff. And it's, a, you know, it's, Batman having a long day and it just happens to be Halloween, long Halloween. That's all you need. Yeah. They could start off on Father's Day. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, yeah. and build up to the next Halloween. Yeah. Because when the guy says, oh, and, 
and we Italians, I don't know if he says Italian or mobsters or like he says something like we we refer to this as the long Halloween. I like, really do. Okay. All right. You don't need that line. It's still, it's, you're still good. You don't need that line, but whatever. Okay. You just cash the check or something. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, we should, unless there's anything else you guys want to uh, uh, speak on for this, we should get into a review. Into the ratings. Okay. Anything else you got to say of this? Any final thoughts on Long Halloween? Um, well, stuff I'm going to address in my rating, like how it was bullshit. It was split up into two parts. <laughs> um, that was like a really scummy move on Warner Brothers' part. Like, Wait, hold on. But would you have cut? An hour out of this to make it just one? You didn't. You could just make a what? What? It would be like two and a half hours if it was Nobody's ever made one animated movie that long, have they? No, but they have supercut films together before. Oh, they did it with the Death and Return of Superman. They did it with Batman, um, The Dark Knight Returns. They're gonna do it with this. It's just a scummy move to sell them separate just to super cut them later. Like, that's just my personal thing. Like, that really irked the shit out of me. Especially when the fact that they were both done, which you know, because one came a month before the other. There was like one month between the two. Yeah, also, like, one of the main actors is dead. Like a month from from when it came out. What the the actress that played Catwoman? She's uh she's that that uh, actress that drowned. Yeah, out here in LA and Castaic Lake. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um, I mean, they they still could have put it together as yeah, one movie. It, it clearly didn't affect their performance in it. Yeah, like that that was just scummy. I I, I don't appreciate that. Um, it's one of the reasons I never bought it. Um, I just watched it because it was on HBO Max, and I have that. Uh, normally, I buy like all the DC animated joints so I could watch them on Amazon Video, uh, but I didn't watch this because it just seemed like a super scummy move. So, yeah. So, what's the rating, man? Four out of five, five out of five. Um, I'm gonna give it. Three out of five. Like, I, I like the movie. I like the tone. Um, it's just super scummy of them to release it to, like, in two different parts. Like, that's something I'm not going to get over. If they had released it in one part, what would your rating be? Um, if they had released it in one part, man, it was really good. <laughs> like, I love the action, the performances. Like, it's damn near perfect. Like, four and a half out of five. <laughs> All right, Osman. Give us some final thoughts. That question because I knew he loved it. Yeah. He gave it a three, and I'm like, man, it's, it lost a lot of points for breaking it up into two. Um, you know what? Four and a half. 
I was going to do five, but it, it bugs me too that they broke it up into two pieces, I guess. It's a lot of solidarity. <laughs> Four and a half. It's good. I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it made me want to go read the book again. You know? As for me, uh, I really enjoyed it. I lo- enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I, I usually watch these with a little bit of trepidation, and Larry's not here to correct me if I use that wrong. But um, I kind of like I watch these under protest because I know they're not going to be like what I like. And this one was as close as you can get, man. And uh, that for me, that's a high mark, man. That's a four point five out of five. It would have gotten a five if it hadn't been split up into two. But yeah, I'm part of that too. I don't want to <laughs> but yeah, man, that's the go watch it. Let us know what you think in the comments on Twitter, on Instagram. If you like it, don't like it, let us know. We want to hear what you think. Uh, in the meantime, we're gonna hit that wrap up music and we're gonna get out because it's we're past that tight too. And uh, yeah. Joe, man, why don't you give us some final thoughts? Um, okay, I know I had a whole bunch of final thoughts rattling around, but I can't remember any of them. Uh, I guess if you're if you have Shutter, you should definitely be watching uh, Slasher, Flesh and Blood. Um, season four of the series Slasher, uh, but it was co-opted by Shudder, and uh, yeah, it, it's really good. Like, if you love the first three seasons of Slasher, you'll love this. So far, like, I'm, I'm not finished, but it, it's still great. Um, and it was the same team making it, uh, so you've got a lot of that feel uh, just in the new setting. So, yeah, if you got Shudder, check out uh, Slasher Flesh and Blood. Cool. Oz, give us some final thoughts, man. Uh, I'll probably mention this week in, week in and week out uh, until it happens, because we're only a month away from Comic-Con San Diego Special Edition. We will all be there. We will do we plenty of recording. Uh, whether it's interviews, we're going to talk to cosplayers or creators. We we don't know yet. We don't know exactly what we're going to do, but we're going to do a lot. And we might even come to you live. So if you want to catch us live from Comic-Con San Diego this year, hit the like, subscribe, get your notifications and all that. Uh, there will be something uh, both pre-recorded and possibly live. I don't want to say for sure yet because we haven't worked out all those details, but Stay tuned and uh, you know, get notified. Hit those buttons and do all those little things. And the ding, 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 thing goes on. Little bell goes and click, click, click. <laughs> and uh, speaking for Larry, um, you know what he says. He's, I'm not going to hit the laugh button, but he's laughing his ass off because he didn't have to watch no horror shit, even if it had <laughs> that man in it. And I'm still mad about it, but we'll see him next week. Uh, he will. He said he's gonna review it on TikTok, so you better hit him up there. Fantastic Forum at Fantastic Forum on TikTok. Tell him you want that content. 
he missed out on his uh, take on these. As far as everything else, look, we got more content coming on the channel. We got that Comic-Con stuff coming. Uh, Larry and I are supposed to go grocery shopping so we could talk about the stuff that we both subscribe to. Um, don't want to say too much yet, but I don't, you know, that's coming up. And like I said, just hit like, subscribe, hit the bell, and uh, you'll get notified. And as far as anything goes, I, next week, I don't know what we're reviewing, but it's going to be horror shit, too. Probably a comic, probably a show, probably a movie. Uh, I have ideas of what I want, but we haven't worked that out yet. But you're only going to find out if you follow us on Instagram and uh, see all the promotional stuff we do ahead of time. And speaking for Larry Young, man, we're out.